Hello, my friends. This is the podcast that brings the wealth of knowledge, expertise, and fun of Twins Smoke Shop, New England's premier smoke shop, right to you, wherever you are, whenever you want it. And that's Not Just Blowing Smoke. You can find us at our website, notjustblowingsmoke.com, and be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Not Just Blowing Smoke. Hey, that was Jeff Pitchell's Fat Cigar you've been listening to, and that means it's time for Not Just Blowing Smoke. Be sure to subscribe to us on Podbean, Spotify, iTunes, Google, basically wherever you get your podcasts from. I'm Pastor Padron. I'm here with my co-hosts, Paul and Nick, Dave, and we have two guests tonight. We have Eric Wentworth and John Considine from Hammer and Sickle. Eric, of course, is the VP of Cigars, and John is involved on the vodka side of the business. What exactly is your title or thing that you do with vodka? Or you just do you just VP drink it? Sales. VP of Sales. <laughs> and Excellent. Nice. And tonight we are smoking this beautiful cigar. We are smoking the Tradition Toro. Eric, you want to tell us a little bit about what's in this cigar here? So this is the first cigar we created back in late 2009, early 2010 it came out. It's an Ecuadorian Connecticut wrapper, Dominican binder and filler with just a little bit of Lajero to add a little spice and a little extra flavor. Mm. It's a nice mild plus, a smooth creamy smoke. I think we've all had it here already, so. Mm. Oh, yes we have. Yeah. <clears throat> and uh, John, you mixed these incredible looking cocktails, these... Uh, martinis for us you want to tell us what this is we're going to be pairing this with the uh, hammer and sickle here sure uh one of the great stories when uh eric hansen uh went down to the dominican to create this cigar he brought a case of vodka with him and sat <laughs> of down course he did. sat down with the uh the guys who roll it and uh they um they were drinking vodka and trying different blends mm. and um after, from what I hear, I wasn't there, I wish I was, uh, quite a long uh, time, they settled on this particular blend to match with the, uh, with the vodka. And of course, they re-smoked it the next morning to make sure it wasn't a vodka. Because <laughs> <laughs> they drank a lot. Oh, wait, it was the other one. Yeah. Glad <laughs> we tried it again. I don't think any of the, of the six <laughs> bottles were left. I think there was one left by the time they were done, he said. But uh, anyway... Um, because the cigar is light, you need a light cocktail to go with it. So uh, tonight I mixed up uh, a very simple recipe, and it makes you look uh, classy and, uh, and sophisticated. You take uh, the St. Germain uh, elderflower liqueur, and you use it like you would use vermouth in a uh, martini. And you just do a little dash of that over ice with the hammer and sickle. Uh, if you need ounces, it's about uh, two and a half ounces to about a quarter ounce of the uh, St. Germain. And uh, it just makes a nice cocktail with a little bit of flavor to match the cigar and that Lajero that gives it a little bit of 
a kick, but uh, it, it's it's just a simple, simple mm. cocktail, but it it's it's delicious, especially with this cigar. Well, I want to hear what people are thinking already. Uh, Paul, you want to tell us what you think about the uh, cigar, the pairing so far? So the cigar is just creamy smooth. Yep. Uh, this is certainly one of my favorite Connecticut cigars. Mm -hmm. uh, and that, and talk, what Eric was saying about that little touch of Lajero just mm -hmm. adds a nice little pepper to it. But yeah. again, just real creamy smooth, nice and light, just really, really flavorful, though. It's really, really good. Thank you. Nick, what about you? I love this cigar. I've been smoking the cigar since I was introduced to Eric, what, eight years ago? Since now? we were getting drunk in the back of a shop till oh, 2 a.m. Good old days. <laughs> Is this your favorite Connecticut cigar? Um, probably my second. My first favorite would probably be the 724 WK. Um, uh -huh. Represent? One, I, huh? Represent? <laughs> yeah, it is. Um, or I used to I used to smoke this, and I used to drink the Hammer Mules. The Hammer Mule? Hammer, oh, Hammer yeah. Mule. Hammer. So it's a Moscow Mule, but instead of using another vodka, they're using Hammer. And I love the combination mm. where you got the spice with the sweetness of the, the yep. ginger beer. Mm -hmm. And that was like my go-to combo with Hammer. <laughs> But now that Vodka John has <laughs> Vodka John, Vodka John has mixed <laughs> BJ. BJ. That is by far your best nickname. <laughs> yeah. It gets worse from there. <laughs> uh, now, that, now that he he mixed this drink, it's so crisp, so smooth. It goes really well with the uh, with the cigar. You get that nice little spice in there with the sweetness, and right. it kind of really, really goes with the cigar. Really, really nice. Awesome. Dave, what about you? What's uh, on your mind here as you smoke and drink this stuff? Um, this is an incredibly smooth uh, Connecticut for me. The drink, I think, is bringing out um, a little bit of earth and leather for me. Um, what is that? Very, very creamy. Very smooth. Man. You're a mess. Really good. Usually it's me. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> Excellent. So, Vodka John... Um, how long have you been with Hammer and Sickle? You've been with them for a very long time, Since right? the beginning in 2007. Since the beginning? Yep. He's an OG. And <laughs> what what keeps you there? Um, the vodka. Free vodka. <laughs> free vodka. <laughs> that would keep any man alive. <laughs> no, no. Um, honestly, uh, being a salesman, I like win-win. And this is a great product. I wouldn't be mm. selling it if I didn't think it was fantastic. And... Uh, uh, kind of a funny story. I never smoked. I hated cigars. Really? Before I joined this company. And so when and did you become a man? <laughs> <laughs> down in uh, down in New Orleans, uh, Eric asked me, well, he told me that I was coming down to help sell when we uh, released. Yeah, I was going to say that that's Eric Sorry, Hansen, yeah, right? yeah. Uh, Eric Hansen. Uh, he asked me to uh, come down and help sell the Berlin Wall when we uh, released that. And mm -hmm. uh, Eric always loved to do things big. He bought a section of the Berlin Wall. It was 14 <laughs> feet high, 6 feet wide, 6,400 pounds. Oh, and he wow. had it trucked down to to uh, the show, the IPCPR show. Yeah. And uh, we let people take pictures next to it, that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. But... Um, he, he knew it would be a big opening and he needed more people to help sell. So sure. um, when I got in there, there were 4,000 people smoking and I'm like, well, I might as well try it 
and see see what it's like because right. I literally had never smoked this cigar. I was I think forty four years old, mm. and uh, what did you guys you guys gave me like the I wasn't there, but it was oh the, that's right the Moscow City the Moscow City gave they the gave me spotted one we, they wanted him to puke. <laughs> Start him right off right? <laughs> they wanted to see me puke which you know I'm trying to sell in there yeah I loved it I you loved absolutely, it the first cigar I had I absolutely loved it it was full bodied it was wonderful. And uh, so, yeah, I've just, uh, I've been smoking and drinking ever since. Wow. <laughs> That's really cool. Now, you, you said that, you know, Hammer and Sickle Vodka is, is a great product. You wouldn't sell it. What, what, there's lots of vodkas out there. There are. What, what makes Hammer and Sickle stand out? What, what, I mean, I, and I'm totally with you. It's my favorite vodka. What, what is it that makes Hammer worth standing out and getting? Well, Eric Hansen went over to Russia uh, long before we opened the company mm -hmm. and went around to different distilleries and actually found this one. And it's made from a winter wheat from the Black Earth region of Russia. It's actually organic, not because uh, they uh, intended it that way. They just literally don't use any... Uh, um, pesticides, pesticides, or, yeah. that sort of thing in the crops. So, um, it, on the uh, yes, exactly. So, um, basically, uh, oh, we lost them. I did. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, the winter wheat is what makes it unique. It's mm. got a slight sweetness yes. that comes through the distilling process. The mm -hmm. distilling process strips out. All the congeners, which are the impurities, that sort of thing. The gluten. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, um, it, it is gluten-free, but we can't claim that because it's made from wheat, and the uh, mm. the FDA won't let us uh, claim Even that. Even though there's no gluten in the, it. it. It is stripped out. It's below detectable limits, but they, wow. they said they would be sued if someone with a gluten allergy drank it and claimed that it's just not yeah. worth worth it. But uh, basically, any vodka that's highly distilled mm -hmm. is gluten-free. And what is highly distilled? What, what level uh, do you get? Three or more times. We're six times distilled. Six times? Yes. Yeah. And it's a pot still over in Russia. Mm -hmm. um, tiny little place. Uh, it's uh, three hours outside of Moscow. It's sort of in between Moscow and St. Petersburg. Mm. And... Uh, they just, they do it, Russians take their vodka very seriously, <laughs> yeah, and uh, this is this is a phenomenal one. Have you ever been able to go over there and see I, the place? I have, yeah. Yeah, it was amazing. Uh, had an incredible trip, and uh, it, it's very strange to go from Moscow, which is basically like New York City, only the streets are twice as wide. There's mm. four or five lanes each way in every major thoroughfare through Moscow. Wow. Um, but it's opulent. There are huge buildings and, mm -hmm. and a ton of people. And then you go an hour outside of Moscow and you start getting into like third world. You'd see donkey carts with hay bales uh, along the side of the road. Wow. It, just amazing the difference between the rural part of Russia and... Uh, and the main Moscow city. That's nuts. Yeah. That's nuts. What What was the distillery like? Uh, very small. It was mm -hmm. in an airplane hangar. Um, and uh, 
it's in a little town called Klin, K-L-I-N. Mm -hmm. It's uh, got several claims to fame. Klin, uh, during the Cold War, was the largest airbase in the world. Wow. Uh, they had more planes and uh, runways than any other place. Interestingly enough, the second biggest uh, air field in the world is right up the street from us in Pease Air Force Base. Mm. And uh, uh, both of them have been closed down and turned into uh, uh, facilities. We have an airplane hangar there that distills the vodka, but uh, there's a ton of other businesses too. It's, yeah, it's sure. all, uh, all done. Now, nice. um, I've seen that the you know, 750 liter bottles, you know, the, the one and a half liter, but are, are, are you, is there plans or anything for, you know, so many of these vodka lines have expanded into different flavors or different, you know, spirits or anything like that. Are you guys planning on doing anything like that or just sticking with what you got? I, I was not in the meeting, but Eric Hansen told a great story when he first met with the distiller and uh, they were using an interpreter and uh he said would you ever consider doing flavors and uh the uh the distiller said yet and uh <laughs> the uh the interpreter said never and eric said well from what i understand yet means no and he said with the emphasis he put on it it means never <laughs> <laughs> so uh yeah, you'll never see any orange hammer and sickle or raspberry. Uh, the, and, and it's strange in Russia, they don't like flavored vodkas, but you go into a bar and there'll be 20 infusion jars with the strangest stuff in them. Uh, bison grass, uh, I had a uh, garlic vodka, there was a, a beet vodka. Um, they'll just infuse anything into it, but to them, it has to be an infusion. It can't be an artificial flavor. Hmm. That makes sense. Yeah. That's really interesting. Um, let's switch gears here a little bit and talk about what's happening here at Twins. Um, if you don't already know, we're open for retail. You can come into uh, both locations in Londonderry and Hooksit, oh, yeah. New Hampshire, and uh, pick out your cigars. The lounge is open in the Hooksit location. Um, at Londonderry, it is not yet, mm -hmm. but there is outdoor seating. The bar is open. Um, Which is good enough can, for me. You just have <laughs> to call. We're taking reservations for that. For The seating is done in two-hour blocks. And... Um, you can get your cigar, sit out on the deck. We also have a tent for overflow uh, set up in our back parking lot, so there's plenty of seating and everything. So call uh, Twins and uh, option number three uh, on the on the uh, when you when you call up brings you up to the bar. Kendra or one of the other bartenders will be able to take your reservation and put you down and take advantage of that. This. Uh, the, the weather has just been getting better and better. It's going to be beautiful so this week. Sitting, sitting outside is just going to be fantastic. Yep. Much uh, needed. Yeah, yeah. it was a very cold spring here in New Hampshire. Yep. It's, it's kind of nice to finally have the warm weather going. And other people to be around. And other people to be around. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, my goodness. You can stay in touch with Twin Smoke Shop on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and YouTube. 
and of course at twinssmokeshop.com. Um, Paul, has this cigar changed at all for you? You know, what are your what are your continuing thoughts on it and the pairing? Well, first of all, I want to just tell John that, uh, and I told this to Eric when he was on the show a few months back that I've never been a vodka fan at all. Uh, I had well, I had I should say let me rephrase that I was when I was younger, and then and then after multiple nights of of bad things happening, I stopped drinking it. So, uh, but now. When, when I had the hammer and sickle vodka, I could literally drink that straight, no problem. It's it's so smooth. It's I think we termed it as almost like drinking water, ice water. Yeah. With just a little bit of that citrus flavor, it's fantastic. The drink uh, is pulling out more of the sweetness and the pepper out of the cigar. It's mm -hmm. really, really fantastic. Yeah, this is a great pairing for this cigar. Yeah, I, so I gave John free reign. I just said, make a drink that goes with tradition because he loves smoking. Uh, now and now. <laughs> yeah, now, yeah. Because he loves smoking. I gave him free And rain. drinking. And sometimes he gets weird with the cocktails. Yeah, sometimes he gets a little out there. Not this, as weird as uh, this, Sam, but... This is spectacular. Yeah. This pairing is unbelievable. Yeah, it's cool. yeah, really, very, really good. good. And I'm not a St. Germain fan. Have yep. you... Now, now, have you ever had this drink of his before? No. What do you think of the pairing? I love it. Boku? It's great. I love it's it. It's great? Yeah. It brings out the sweetness, like Paul said. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It really does. It's... Very good. I'm surprised. <laughs> Thanks. I'm surprised. You didn't let me down. <laughs> Nick, what are you thinking? I'm, this is going to be my new pairing, man. This is really, really good. Drink is really bringing out, like Paul said, the sweet and spice in there. Uh, the cigar is continuously staying smooth. It's not getting harsh or anything like that. Mm. Construction's on par. Hammer and Sickle makes a really good cigar, and Vodka John makes a really good cocktail. Vodka John! <laughs> Vodka John! <laughs> Typically, it's hard to find a drink that brings out the sweetness in a cigar. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's very rare you find that. So, this is actually, it's, it's intriguing. Well, you know, one of the, you know, one of the th weird things, you know, again, that we can talk about here is that, you know, vodka is not really the drink that anyone thinks about pairing with a cigar. No. It's bourbon and yet beer. here, you yeah, know, brown Eric, stuff. Yeah. Eric yeah. Eric Hansen was was big into that and went and put this together, yeah. you know, specifically to pair with Hammer and Sickles vodka, yeah. right? Yeah. And um, you know, what what made him want to do that? I mean, why why come out with? I mean, why not why not pick? It just seems so. This is so good. He loved vodka and cigars. He loved vodka. Yeah. So he made it work. <laughs> so he made it work. That, that's... If brothels were illegal, we would be in all three. <laughs> <laughs> PG wow. just jumped up to PG-13. <laughs> PG-13. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Hopefully there's no kids watching. <laughs> A cigar and booze well, podcast. Yeah, I understood our audience was over 18. I, I hope I'm yeah, not it is. stepping it's out it's of it. It's 21 plus. It's 21 plus thing. Now, Eric, Eric, this, this Eric. 2020, remember... You're within striking distance of me. <laughs> <laughs> this really is Hammer's 10th anniversary year, right? Yes. It came out in, in 2010. This cigar was one of the Cigar of the Year and uh, the Top 25 in 2015. Yep, it was number 11. Yep. And, um, you know, are you guys planning on doing anything to celebrate that? 10 years of Hammer and Sickle? We've talked about it. 
And we were with with FDA. <laughs> it was really we kept tough drinking to do anything. Yeah, you know, because if you change the packaging once, mm. you can't do it again. Mm-hmm. You have to save that package change for a rebrand or whatever. So if we just put ten year anniversary, we can't make a new cigar. Right. And so we were discussing it, and then everything happened with Corona. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that kind of halted everything. Nice. Corona. You know, we'll see what happens. Never know what the future holds. <laughs> well, speaking of that, um, how have things been? And this is a kind of a question for both of you guys. With all this Corona crap going on, how has that affected you guys from the cigar side, from the vodka side? As you know, it, there might have been problems with you that were maybe totally overcome with vodka john i don't know so i mean the cigar side basically you know hit a pretty hard wall yeah with the fact that pretty much every state was shut down or curbside pickup mm-hmm. and like massachusetts today they got to open for curbside that's crazy it's, it's been insane. two months where the state of massachusetts has been shut down for cigar sales almost so all of my customers helpful. today and hooks that were were mass Massachusetts. Yeah. One and guy was even like, yeah, I had it once. And I was just like... Eh. <laughs> the mass isn't going to get those people back because they've come up here where there was curbside and they saw everything you have. And, right. You know, the way you guys dealt with it. Um, it's going to be really tough for the cigar industry to pick back up in Massachusetts. Yeah. I yeah think I'm really concerned. I, I know a number of owners down there and, you know, it's I talked to one customer from one of the shops that I frequented down there uh, when I, uh, this was back in 2002, 2007, I lived in Wakefield, Mass. And, yep. and uh, there's a smoke shop there and that was, and it's been having a really hard time, you know, and. Uh, hey, even with just the tax alone. Yeah. yeah. It was we had people a, to New Hampshire and now. I had a customer today um, was just like um, commenting on a cigar and he's like in Boston, this cost me twice as much. Mm-hmm. He's like, I'm just so just coming here from now on, mm-hmm. you know, and he's coming from Peabody. Wow. You know? So, I mean, it is like, it is, it costs him less gas money than it does for him to pay the taxes. Now, did he buy a box or did he buy a couple singles? He, he spent like $160 in singles. Yeah. All right. So he made it. Yeah. He made it worth, he made it worth the it. trade. Yeah. 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 And yep. he bought a pipe and he bought pipe tobacco and, you know, we yep. started doing that row. Uh, and today was his yeah. second day back. So, Very good. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah. And then he brought a friend. You made new customers. There yeah. you go. Yep. Perfect. So, Eric, what's, you know, Hammer and Sickle is, is a truly boutique yeah. brand. What is it, what are some of the things you really like about being in charge of a real uh, boutique brand like this? And then what, what are some of the challenges? Uh, so, what I like about it is I get to be really hands-on with everything. Mm-hmm. I know every aspect of what's happening with the cigar side. Mm-hmm. Um, so if something goes wrong, I know where it went wrong right away. I can, you know, figure it out and fix it because it was me. Yeah. <laughs> <So>, uh, <laughs> um, yeah. And then again, the, I mean, that's also a challenge bad, is that bad. <laughs> everything is me. You know, there's, <laughs> you know, we have some brokers throughout the country and stuff right. like that, but you know, luckily enough, we're a very close company where when we're making big decisions on either side, mm. we all get in a room and do it. It's, you know, we don't, we don't have to go through it for me on my own or with them with three people. 
yep. for people. Um, so, but that's probably the biggest challenge is just not having somebody else to call on and be like, oh, you know what? We have a delivery coming in. Can you get to the warehouse? Right. If you know, I can toot his horn a little bit, uh, he went down Please to do. the Dominican and uh, met with the owners and uh, he, uh, he actually helped put together a couple of the cigars, the um, EPH. Mm-hmm. Uh, was all Eric Wentworth. He, he that created fun. that. That was yes. That's the so that's the fun part. Yeah, that's a plus. But he got I'm to special. met the producers. He got to walk through the rolling rooms and that sort of thing. And and he fortunately took a ton of pictures that were just fascinating to look at and mm. see. You know, it's such a different life down there. And so different. Uh, he also impressed them because. They were smoking one type, and he could tell the types of tobacco that were in the cigar. And the owner of the the whole thing checked him, and he was right. Yeah, he called me out. He's like, "There's no way that's right." Oh, look at the big brain! <laughs> and I'm on like, no. And, and it was just <laughs> from the back. It was clearly anyway. Ecuadorian. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. You can tell Ecuadorian yeah, Connecticut yeah. when you look at it. You, you know? can tell Ecuadorian Connecticut. It's so. I, he's been in the industry for a while. When you're in it for a long time, you just, it's a, it's a different shade than anything else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and they're like, oh, no, it's not. It's, it's Corojo. I go, well, then I don't know if I want to do business here because that's awful looking Corojo. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> and it so. was. And it was <laughs> Oops. So, but no, I mean, it's it's got its ups and downs like any job. Yeah, sure. But at the end of the day, I get to have great relationships with, you know, Great accounts, great people. I get to do stuff like this. This is work. <laughs> I know, right? The, 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 the people that were there today from Mass were like, you have the best job ever. I'm like, yeah, yeah. Some days. Some days. Some days. Some days. My bad day at this job is way better than my best day when I worked in a restaurant. Oh, so, yeah. I can you know, see that. It was just totally... Because you actually had to work there? Yeah. Uh, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So, Filling boxes and carrying boxes is not work. Now that now that we're, we've kind of established you as like this incredible guru who has stepped into the VP position at Hammer and Sickle and just made it shine. That's what I did. And, you know... Um, wh- I know you've been to the the PCA yep. show in the past. Yep. Several years ago, er- the decision was made not to go back. Correct. This year, because of COVID and all the restrictions, and we talked about this last week on the show, um, the PCA decided to cancel the trade show this year. Um, I'm wondering what your thoughts are. And you've already experienced this. Yep. You know, how, what are some, do you have any idea about how this is going to affect the industry long term when both retailers and manufacturers or brand owners are not having to go and spend all the money at the shop? You know, are, are they going to realize they don't need it anymore? Are they going to keep doing it? Is it going to change how it's done? I mean, what's, how, how could this affect the industry in the future? I mean, we kind of already saw major brands pulling out of the PCA already yeah. this year. 
So that was going to change the dynamic in a big way. Huge. Um, so with it being canceled, I, I mean, next year's could be huge. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of shops like to use it as, uh, you know, it's a trip to Vegas. Who doesn't mm-hmm. want to go to Vegas? They get to smoke free cigars while they're walking around. They get free drinks pretty much, you know. Majority of the shops get taken out every night for dinner by some manufacturer. <laughs> go to the hammer and sickle table. Get, so, oh, wait, there's not one there anymore. Uh, <laughs> we, we take good care of our guests. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just uh, sign here. <laughs> yeah, you got to sign this waiver. Because <laughs> things are going to go south. Um, How much did I buy? It really is still up in the air to me what's going to happen. Hmm. I mean, to me, as a small boutique company... There was a lot of other places we could have spent that money that would have helped out or that helped out the companies more so. We were able to have a more aggressive deal. Mm -hmm. I was able to fly around the country doing events and pushing product more, you know, helping them sell it. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, for us, it it was just about where we were putting the money. Right. Because going to the show is expensive. Yeah. Yeah. Just going to Vegas for a week is expensive for, mm-hmm. you know, three people, four people. Mm-hmm. And then you put all the expenses of the booth and, like, the last year we went, just to have electricity at the booth was, like, five grand. Damn. Yeah. Like, it, just it to have absurd. one one plug. It's like one plug. Just one plug to, like, charge our laptops and phones and plug in some lights. When I, when I was, that's five, five grand. grand. That's insane because that was just, like, one time. When I was working with uh, um, a cellular company at the mall, uh, we had a kiosk in the middle of the mall, and our our rent per month was eight thousand. That's insane! Wow, wow, that's nuts. You know? So I mean, like that's yeah. I feel you. <laughs> I I mean, it makes no sense. Yeah, but I I see it going. Uh, next year is going to be big. I I think the the shops are going to want to go out. They're going to want to see everybody, especially because nobody's going to be traveling for a while. Right. You're going to get people traveling a little bit here and there, but events aren't going to be the same this year. No. Mm. Who knows if we can even do events really where you can right. have a lot of people hanging out and smoking. they really they really didn't have hey, a at choice. least drive-ins are making a comeback. They had to they did they the right thing. Yeah, it was the right thing to do. That's right. You don't want to be the person responsible for somebody getting sick. Right. And I'm a firm believer if you want to go out. You can make that choice to go out. You right. Know, if, if you want to come sit on the deck of twins, come sit on the deck of twins. Right. If I want to come in and I think the lounges should be open, I make that decision to come. Right. If I get sick, it's on me. In between um, that and I think if, if you really are for the brick and mortar stores, uh-huh. which is really what this the, the is, is about, and you know the brick and mortar stores have not been making money for the last two months. What money would they have to spend in what July? What money would they have? It, it, it was the right thing yeah. to do health-wise. It was the right thing to do for the businesses. It was, it was the right thing to do all the way around. Correct. And I, I'm glad that I'm glad that they did. Um, you know, now, and I we already know, like, companies like Illusione have already said they're going to be offering, you know, their specials via Zoom talks and stuff yep. like that. And we'll be doing the and same thing. And you'll be doing the same thing. I think a lot of companies are going to realize you know, I, I don't want to knock the PCA. I don't want to knock what the trade no, show did. No, we're not did. knocking them. It was great. This is we a made, big. This is a big worldwide change. We made a ton of great. I, I say friends mm-hmm. over customers. You know, I made a ton of great friends at it, but we didn't really lose any business mm. by not going to the trade show because mm. we still offered the deal and people were still buying. Right. 
So, you know, it, it didn't hurt us. Interesting, uh, you asked earlier how COVID has affected yes. each side. Uh, on the uh, vodka side, it's fascinating because one of our weaknesses was we are 80% liquor stores, 20% bars. Okay. Which in COVID times turned around to be an advantage because mm. we didn't get hurt as much as the big guys who do a ton of business in the bars. Mm. So uh, last uh, in March, we were up 50% in the New Hampshire liquor stores. Wow. And That's the other, the other interesting thing That's is that. a lot of people who just buy the usual cheap vodkas mm -hmm. have nothing to do. So, and they're not spending as much going out, that sort of thing. Right. So they're actually trading up. We've noticed that, not only us, but a lot oh, of sure. other higher-end liquors mm -hmm. are noticing bigger sales because people are like, I'm going to be sitting home for a month. I might as well try a better vodka yeah. or a better mm -hmm. bourbon. Or, yeah, splurge. Yeah. And, uh, and then they're not so, going to want to give it up. Exactly. <laughs> that's the thing, yeah. yeah. And the other thing I'll say about six times distilled, Mm -hmm. is when you clean out all those impurities, it's less of a hangover. Now, mm. I, I'll be the first to say, if you drink enough of it, you're going to get a hangover no matter what. I can but attest to that. cleaner alcohol, <laughs> cleaner <laughs> alcohol you, you're not as fuzzy in the morning the next day. you got to drink about a bottle and a half to get a hangover out. I, <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I've done this. You're gonna it here I have scientific proof right here. That ball and a half. That is not That's from Hammer and Sickle. That yes. is from a, a valued customer. Yes. Uh, please enjoy uh, Hammer uh, responsibly. Just, exactly. Just, just say <laughs> customer. And he was doing it for science. He I needed was. to see it where the hangover came. Okay. Yep. He was doing it for science. How much does it take to yes. get a hangover? Yeah, let's find out. It takes a bottle. I want to be part of that. You're a scientist, yeah. really. There you go. I mean, it could have been a bottle, but he kept going. He had no idea. <laughs> Just, so good. So good. Oh, my gosh. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm watching my liver on the TV over there. I can see. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. About a ball and a half. That's the cutoff let me, point. Let me yeah. Squeeze it a little. Yeah. Oh. Get it some out. Oh my goodness. Eric Hansen had a great one one time. Uh, he came back from a, a trip and he's like, "Oh my God, I drank so much." He said, "They made me get an extra seat on the plane for my liver." <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like something he'd say. <laughs> oh man, I miss that man. That was a great guy. He was we awesome. Yeah. Was Cheers awesome. to Eric. Cheers, Derek. Cheers. We can Cheers, do that. You're here. Cheers, everybody. Mm -hmm. Used to swim in with bow-legged women. Sure. That just ruined the toast. <laughs> uh, my favorite Hanson story, though, quick, involves Nick. Oh. We were doing an event, and uh, Nick's a, a large human being. And I don't think he was in the industry yet, so he came from the gym, and he was wearing just like... One of those weird tank tops that shows way too much. And it's just like uncomfortable <laughs> to look at. I like to wrestle. And uh, <laughs> Hansen goes, you look pretty strong. He's like, yeah, I'd say I am. He goes, I'll give you a thousand bucks if you punch Eric in the face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he did. And he's like, no, I can't do that. I'm like, dude, just give me 300 bucks. 
<laughs> well, it started. It started. I started at five hundred. Yeah. And then I said, no, I couldn't do that. Eric, I love Not Eric, for five hundred bucks. <laughs> and he's like, all right, I'll give you a thousand. And he reached in his pocket, took out a wad. And it was a wad of hundreds. And he's like, I'll give you a thousand right now. You punch him right in the face. And I was like, oh. I could pay some bills. With <laughs> <laughs> Thank God I didn't. It would have hurt. <laughs> I'm a soft human. Remember uh, I, when I first met Eric? I I tried to sell him his own cigars to him. Yep. That? <laughs> I was working at and a he just shop. let he just let you go too. Yeah, he just let me go. I thought because he came in first, and I was working at Plastel Cigar Company, and we were having the event and everything, and I was in my sales mode and. I, Eric was, well, Eric Wentworth was behind Eric Hansen and he walked in and I thought it was a regular customer that college shirt, you know, rings, all that. I'm like, all right, this guy's going to buy. So, you know, I go through the whole spiel of all his cigars and everything. And he's like, yeah, yeah. And he kept going and going. And each one I had to, you know, tell the blend and the tasting notes and stuff. And, and he's like, yeah. And then Eric walks in behind him and I'm like, all right. I'm like. He's not saying anything. He's like, yeah, well, I'm, I'm Rick Hansen. I'm like, oh. Right. He spent 20 I'm minutes like, oh. selling So the does that mean you're going to buy a box? <laughs> at, least he get, at least he told me I did a good job. So. That's I'm awesome. Yeah, at least that. you were promoting his stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, if you tried to push him Ashton or something. Yeah. Or, or, or acid. <laughs> even like fire this guy. <laughs> Check out this acid toast. <laughs> so, Dave, what are your final thoughts here on the uh, uh, Hammer and Sickle Tradition Toro? This has been like super smooth and creamy, and I'm getting like some um, some kind of a fruity zest from it. Citrus. Um, thank you. Some citrus zest. That's what we call um, it's it's citrus. Yeah, citrus. Not fruity zest. Fruity zest. This being the second time I've smoked this cigar, it is it is a welcome a welcome, welcome. return. Yes. Yeah. I'm very happy with it. Thank awesome. you, Eric. Mm. Well, thank you guys. Nick. You guys really have to come to me and ask uh, how I feel about this cigar. <laughs> yeah, not really. Paul, what do you think? No. <laughs> Excellent. Nick? Oh, it's a great cigar. I'm Paul? Just... <laughs> Go ahead, Paul. Take it away. <laughs> I, will, I will say this is a, an absolutely fantastic pairing. Thank mm. you very much, John, for this. This has been oh, a great drink. Crushed it. Um, it. It's pulling out, still pulling out the sweetness. Um, I've noticed in the last third of the cigar, it's pulling out some nice, wonderful, light, grassy notes as well. Yep. Uh, the pepper is still there. Just a well-constructed, great draw, excellent cigar. Really, really love it. Thank you. Yeah, this is a wonderful cigar, especially for somebody who's into, you know, Connecticut's but wants something with a little bit more zip to it. Um, anybody could smoke this cigar. Yeah, this tons is of flavor. Really approachable. There's lots of flavor here. There's lots going on. That little bit of lajero that's in there just adds the exact right amount of spice, um, so that you, you know, for somebody who's a more full-bodied smoker like myself, they're getting that little bit of zip. It is really creamy. It's buttery smooth. I, I love this cigar, and the pairing here is great. I, I'm I'm really glad to know about this. Elderflower martini now. And it's such a simple cocktail. It's it's very simple. You know, we we I know we started a few minutes late, but uh, it only took that long for 
you know, vodka John to whip up the <laughs> six martinis. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, one o- one other thing I should say is uh, Saint Elder. Uh, Saint Germain. Sorry, Saint Germain yeah. is very expensive. It's about uh, thirty five dollars a bottle. Mm-hmm. Um, there is another product called Saint Elder that is also an elderflower liqueur. I can't tell the difference between them. And it's about 17 versus 35. Wow. So um, if you're on a budget, that's a great way to go, too. And yet you have that. Well, um, <laughs> I... Uh, fancy. I, uh, I, I just... You got the money. The, 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 <laughs> the bottle is fantastic. Mm-hmm. They, they did an amazing job. He's got so over 500 bottles of... Liquor. Really? Yeah, I have you a collect- 500 bottle liquor collection. So oh, my wow. gosh. Everything from, you know, gins... Bourbons, all that sort of and stuff. And he gives me garbage like about my shoe collection. <laughs> if I get over five bottles, my wife would kill me. Do you even have that many shoes? Five hundred. I mean, if you break them up individually, no. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe by the laces, because <laughs> times two. It's really, it's really four hundred. <laughs> four ninety nine. <laughs> I lost a lot. Oh my god! It actually took me a while to find the uh, the Saint Germain. I had to look behind a bunch of them, but yeah, it's fun. That's cool. Well, thank you so much for being with thank us. Thank you guys. Thanks this for being on the show. Fantastic. Always we a pleasure. Love guys. having Eric on and Vodka John. You're welcome back anytime. <laughs> <laughs> I'll come back. We'll anytime. definitely do this again for sure. Yeah. Well, cheers. But, yeah, we're leaving before the pipe section because. Uh, yeah, we know how that went last time for me. I I, I burned him out. Sally, I was so I was I'm, mean, I'm, uh, and that that Sally. basically Sally. killed it forever. I was sweating. Sally. Oh, and oh, so such high nicotine content. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I've never seen Eric look that way before. Uh-huh. It was aggressive, you know. But he 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 did his best. You know, he he went in, into great. it, <laughs> turned green, and then went back to the cigar. Yeah, yep. like a oh yeah, little boy. No, he... <laughs> I know my limits. He won't give up though. <laughs> but yeah, thank you again, guys. Always this a pleasure. Been thank amazing. You very much. All right. Awesome. Cheers. We'll be right back after a short break. <laughs> everybody thanks for being patient while we had eric and john uh exit out for us and kendra's gonna be walking in a little bit she's gonna be getting our drinks for this half of the show and uh for our pipe review tonight we are looking at mcbaron navy flake and uh from the tin uh if you've never had it before it says carefully selected burley virginia and the original McBaron Cavendish have been pressed and stored for weeks before cutting into slices. The pressing process secures a slow, cool burning, which gives the ultimate smoking pleasure. It is manufactured by McBaron. It's a uh, navy flake. It's Burley Cavendish, Virginia. There is some rum that is included in with this in with this recipe, so that it's pressed into those cakes, and then it is presented in flake form. And um, we are enjoying this pipe tobacco right now. Now, before we get into that, Nick, yeah, you 
spent the day. I did. Building an insane chicken coop. Yes. An insane chicken coop. It's not a I've coop. Never, no, it's I a, had it's a house. It's a mansion. I've, never had, I've, I've had chickens. Yeah. I built the coop. I had the yard. This is like the Biltmore estate that you built your chicken. What, yeah. What, what is the story behind this insane chicken coop? So I guess the story behind it was we had a coop um, that we bought last year. And it's, it hold, it's supposed to hold up to about six chickens. Um, but this year we got seven chickens and three turkeys and the turkeys, turkeys. are grown. Huh? Three turkeys. Three turkeys. Uh, white breasted turkeys. So why they not four turkeys or two turkeys. Why, why three? Um, well, we had one. Did you want a spare turkey just in case? No, well, happened? we started, we started with two and one sadly passed away and we had to get, uh, we had to get uh, a couple two. more and I was like, well, I'll just grab another two turkeys. So we gra- just grabbed another two turkeys. That's it's funny it. you say that. You know, my wife has finches, and we have cats too, which is a bad thing. <laughs> That's I, not I a good combo. Let my wife get finches, since we have these cats that actually enjoy finch. And you know, one day came downstairs, and the four finches, you know, were now two finches. Uh oh. And then the next day there were five finches, and I'm like. What the heck happened? How did that happen? You know? And it's like, I'm like, dude, just because, you know, two died doesn't mean you have to get three or four more. But that's how it was. It yeah. Was the same thing. You know, Pretty you, much. You, you replace the one with two. It's like they just multiply. Yeah. So we have... Now, we now have in a cage that the cats can't really do anything. To, but <laughs> yeah. What's... So we have we have all those uh, turkeys and chickens. And the, the coop that we have is a small coop, so... Uh, me and my wife were brainstorming and we were like, okay, well, we got to get a bigger coop. Yeah. So then we brought the idea to my father-in-law. My father-in-law, being the man that he is, he loves to build things. Mm. That's like his thing. He loves to build it. And it's not just like one straight piece that he's going to build. He's going to build it in an extravagant way. And with my wife at the helm, we kept building. And we started this morning... Uh, I did a little day drinking with my father-in-law and my wife, and we built this monstrosity of a house. And I think we got a little carried away with it, but it's massive. It's not a coop. It's not a house. It's not a shed. It's How a mansion. How tall is this thing? Uh, at the highest peak, it's about 10 feet. So, yeah, it's a, at the... At 10 the, feet yeah, tall. Yeah, at the, at the highest is about 10 how, how, how long is this thing? About 35 feet. 35 feet? Yeah. How many rooms did you build? Uh, two. Two rooms? Two rooms, yes. There's two rooms. And yeah. one full bathroom. Is a bathroom, too? <laughs> I'll no. tell you right now. So they have a those really... Those chickens are not going to use the bathroom. Probably not. They just go anywhere they want. Oh, yeah. I know that. Mm-hmm. When I had the chickens last year, they went all over my deck, and I was is cleaning it, it up every morning. Huh? It, it, well, it probably will be. Uh, once the colder weather starts to come around, we're more than likely going to be putting some heaters in there, mm-hmm. um, just to keep them warm. I've talked to numerous, uh, customers that we have that have a lot of chickens and they said that the chickens really don't need the heat in the winter time. No, they, they really don't. Right. So it would probably be, we'll probably throw one heat lamp in there just to kind of keep them cozy. 
Um, but so yeah, the wife this thing tells is, you to heat the place. Yes, it's going to be heated. Don't well, don't do it. <laughs> no, no, don't no, do it, no, man. no. Because no, it's just one I, step further to that be in your doghouse. <laughs> if my wife is suggesting that we throw a heater in there, it's going to happen. So we 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 spent hours on this thing, and it went from. You know, anywhere from, you know, 10 feet to what we have now, which is pretty close to over 35 feet. And this thing is, like I said, it's a it's huge. Well, at least I'll be able to social distance. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if, if the chickens are doing that, livestock. Is that, is that your new smoking room? It probably will be. Yeah. It probably will be. But this thing we, we took It'll all day. The chickens will be saying, what the clock? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> But it, it it's amazing. My I I you know my father taught me a, a bunch of things about uh, building. No, not about chickens, but building a house. Like mm-hmm. there was a bunch of you know stuff and uh, terminology and you know technique to you know to make sure the walls are straight and building everything. And oh man, are you was, sure they're straight? You said you were day drinking. No, 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 they're straight. My wife had the level on every side of that place and. It is absolutely for the chickens. For the chickens. See, I'm very suspicious about this. <laughs> for the chickens. chickens, don't give a crap about whether or not it's level. <laughs> so, so I'm, I'm concerned for you. About code but it had I'm to be straight. For you. It had to be straight. Everything had to be straight. It had to be on level. So it's it's an uh, awesome, awesome place that they can now live in. They live in luxury. Yes. So we're very very happy. Cost of luck. Yeah, it's absolutely. We're gonna, it furthers we're gonna the notion that. that our animals live better than we do. Yes. Mm-hmm. So hey, uh, they're gonna be living good, but mm, later on when they're getting bigger, you're gonna have some nice chicken breast on the grill. Maybe a nice turkey dinner. We'll see how that goes in uh, Thanksgiving. Um, now this tobacco, McBaron Navy Flake, it has been around since 1965, but it is new to us and i know twins has had this in the past uh in pre pastor padrone time uh but for many of us here this is the first time we're smoking it i've i've been smoking this since last week when it came in um paul i'm really curious what you think of this tobacco here so i was i was very uh i, I was let me put it this way i was lucky enough to have mm. smoked this earlier today, mm. um, and I'm getting the same flavors that I'm pick, I picked up that I picked up earlier today, and mm. it's that banana nut bread oh. right Whoa. off the bat. It is just a yep. really, really unique flavor, and I even picked up a little bit further down the bowl some nice little chocolate notes. Mm. So imagine a nice banana nut bread with a little bit of chocolate morsels in it. Wonderful, it really is. It's got that nice sweetness. Some some nice little uh, nut from the Burleys. Mm-hmm. Um, medium smoke at best, mi- mild to medium. Yeah. All day smoke with this one. This is just a really, really nice tobacco. Very, Nick, very flavorful. Nick, what are your thoughts on this? The the banana bread flag has been raised. I'm going to have to bring it down. You're going to have to bring it down? Bring it down to half mass. Because I love, I love banana bread. And this is def- – to me, it's not banana bread – I can see where Paul is going with it. Definitely got some sweetness in there. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely nutty. But I I get a nice floral note in there. Mm-hmm. Very, very subtle on the back end. Very smooth. Got a little bit of spice on the retrohale. 
Um, but it's incredibly smooth. Very, very delicious. Very delicious. Dave, what do you think? Um, I'm getting floral on the retro hail, but not any spice really. Um, um, I'm getting a lot of, I'm getting some dried fruit. Um, the, uh, let's see, I, I get, I get spice, I guess, in the draw, but not anywhere else. Um, but yeah. It's going pretty good. I'm enjoying this native lake very much, sir. Mm. Is this your first time having it? Yeah. 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 Now, I'm not getting the banana bread thing. Oh. <laughs> I, I do. Oh, God, yeah. I, I totally, I'm going to fall on this. This this is this is like a nice toasted piece of banana bread. Oh, grilled up. It's really whatever. good. Mm. It's guys are killing it for nice me, man. Sweetness. There's this these nice, you know, um, um, you know, Zeke. You know, one of our other guys who's here. We tried this night. He said it was like an oaty kind of bread, um, like Garfield and Odie. Oat. 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 Well, not didn't say oat and not Odie. Ot. Otitious. Mm -hmm. And you know, just very smooth, very nutty, medium body to best, like Paul said. Um, I I've just been really the, the room note on this is incredible. Oh yeah. It's got this really nice sweet note to it. It is really really good. I don't know how to describe the room note other than it's just really sweet light almost this nice kind of light ripe fruit sense to it it's uh I, i'm really really enjoying this so far you know i do got i do get a little bit of that banana bread or maybe some toasted banana bread or odiness in there uh, I I want to fight it. I don't want to prove Paul right, but damn! <laughs> but damn! It's in there. It is in there. Oh, and I, here's oh, the potion is. master, people. Woo! Here's yeah. the potion master. She's coming with her pipe. She's coming with her tools. Ooh, baby! And she's coming with drinks. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my goodness! Yeah, Kendra. Paul, you can oh, you're a doll. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Come All on. right. So we have a very special right. drink tonight. This oh. is something that you know we had talked about what to pair with this, and then Kendra said, uh, "You know what? What the hell?" I'm just gonna make the drink I want. I don't care whether it's paired with it or not. So we're gonna see. This is kind of a blind parent because this drink, you know, has not been made before, and um, we have no idea whether or not this pairs with this. Let's let's try it out. Let's see. Let's see where we're at. I feel like it's a little bit um. Ooh. It's a little bit lighter than the, the mm -hmm. tobacco, perhaps. <clears throat> But like you said, I didn't really well, give too you, much thought to the tobacco. As, 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 Paul, as Paul's helping you out with uh, getting the tobacco for the pipe, what do you, can you tell us about the drink? 
So it's basically a Scotch colada. So it's a Glen Morangi 10 year. Um, what else? Uh, homemade pineapple syrup, mm. some fresh lime, uh, coconut cream, a dash of egg white. Mm. I so, saw the egg white. I was like, Ooh, it could be so good. again, like with an egg white um, in, in a cocktail, I feel like it mellows it out, makes it almost on the mild side. So yeah. that would be what I would question with pairing it up with this. But I was dying to try this. It's kind of like a fun tiki style. Mm cocktail but with scotch and mm. you know i love me some scotch so mm, yes yeah. mm. scotch whiskey girl mm-hmm. so now we were talking a little bit earlier how we were um open for you know on the deck and and out on the tent and how how things have been going with being outside and doing all that stuff has it been good Oh yeah, it's been it's been going really well. We've had some really busy days, and then the the remainder of the days have been nice and steady. Mm-hmm. So you know, it's really just great to have a customer in front of you again. I know <laughs> you guys were doing curbside and all, but uh, you know, I pretty much have been in the bar doing stuff on the computer and um, busy work on on the bar side of things and to have customers in front of you and to interact and mm. you know people just want to get out of their house and I'll tell you there's nobody drinking beer right now I feel like I have made 300 plus margaritas in the past <laughs> week it is like you know they they want they want something besides something they can have at home basically yeah everybody's been able to get beer at the store now they're looking for something a little bit different there mm-hmm. um Nick, what do you think about the the um, uh, pairing right now and and with the tobacco? Hmm. 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 It it's a it's going to be a, a for me a contrasting uh, pairing. So with the the richness of the tobacco and the light sweetness of the the cocktail. I do kind of like it. It's it's different. It's very different. <laughs> I do kind of like I it. I do kind of like it. When I first took a sip of it, I was like, okay, this is uh, not what I expected from Kendra the Potion Master. But as she admits, she didn't really, she just wanted to make the drink just to make the drink. Mm-hmm. So, but it is a good drink though. It's very light, crisp, mm. definitely sweet, um, smooth, creamy. Mm very very nice it's a a weird combination with the tobacco because the tobacco is kind of like on the other end so it it almost amplifies the tobacco a little bit paul what do you think so the drink is pulling out a lot more of the earthy woody notes from the tobacco Mm -hmm. uh the retrohale i'm actually getting a little bit more of the uh almost like a uh, not quite incense um but uh, very light spice, um, floralness, just a tad bit of floralness to it. Um, I like it. I really do. I mm. think I think it's it's pulling out different flavors than I would with a, with the tobacco on its own. I really do. It's just it's 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 definitely def it's yeah, definitely it's it's uh, paring down the sweetness of the tobacco, mm-hmm. but it's bringing out a lot more of those earthy woody notes, yes. nuttiness to it. Um, the, the retrohale, that, that light spice, just a little bit of the aromatics is just really, really good. Yeah, I'm definitely getting, I don't, to me, 
The uh, I think the egg white is bringing out some of that banana for me, mm -hmm. and the uh, banana bread thing that you got going on there, and um, the, the eggs are bringing hail, out the banana. Mm, the retro hail is definitely uh, uh, a lot more floral with a little undertone of like uh, kind of like a mild pepper. I don't want to say spice, but it's just kind of like a, a mild nice, pepper. Yeah, and uh, mm, no, but the drink is totally changed the dynamic of the smoke, which is one of the things I absolutely love about pairings is because you can, you just, you can totally smoke something new just by getting the right thing with it. And this is one of these cases for me. Kendra, now that you've had a chance to light your pipe and have a little bit of your drink, how do you think the Man. drink is going with things? Really good. Yeah, I... I feel like it is a good pairing. I wouldn't. I don't think it warrants a happy dance, but you know. There you go. I, I viewers do, are so disappointed. No, I feel like I feel like a, a summer day when mm. you want something refreshing, mm. something a little bit on the different side. I, I think they are they are working together for mm -hmm. sure. Um, yeah. I, uh, I I think that. It almost is adding um, an element to the drink that wasn't there before where, you know, when you are drinking a penicillin, how you have that creamy smoothness and like that hint of smokiness. Yeah. I think it's adding that element into this drink. Mm. You think right? it's adding a smokiness yeah, to it? Yeah, I think it's adding a little bit of, of uh, smokiness to the drink. Mm. But but yeah, I am, I am getting like some floral for sure and... Um, and a little bit of the a nutty earthiness. Mm. Mm. Very, very good. And they're and they're there in the tobacco on its own, mm -hmm. but it's it, they're all playing supporting roles with the the drink. They're now coming to the forefront. Yeah, those earthy, woody, nutty notes, and the the sweetness is kind of paired back a lot. But yep. the that retrohale, wow, the floralness is even coming out even stronger now for me. Mm -hmm. Really, really, very, very pleasant. Now, Paul, you have some news to read for us tonight, yeah? What do you got for us? Well, the annual Drew Estate Barn Smoker events has been canceled. Oh, no! Yeah, so Drew Estate announced uh, last week that it what will be officially canceling its 2020 Barn Smoker events as a result of the ongoing coronavirus pandemic. In lieu of the event... Drew Estate will be immediately refunding all ticket holders and sending the complete 2020 Barn Smoker swag set to each individual free of charge and shipping. The Barn Smoker events were originally scheduled to take place in Pennsylvania, Connecticut, Kentucky, Louisiana, and Florida throughout the summer and into the fall, but were indefinitely postponed on March 18th due to the COVID-19. In order to bring cigar smokers together from all over the country, as Barn Smokers do, Drew Estate instead will be hosting separate virtual smoking events for each state. The virtual celebrations will take place on Facebook Live uh, with the virtual Bond Smoker Herps and will include Drew Estate ambassadors and uh, farmer partners. Um, so just they're just basically going to cancel the events and do exactly what a lot of us have been doing in, in this place, and that's doing wow. Facebook Live events. So basically they're copying not just blogs. Exactly. And that's not just blogs. That's right. Um, you know, this is, again, one of these things where you know, you not only have the concern for, you know, people getting sick, but you also have to deal with the fact that a lot of these states 
you know, have major restrictions on who can come in and get a hotel room, too. And then, you know, if you've been out of state, what does that do when you go back home? You may have to quarantine again, depending on where you, you know, where you live and and how strict your state is with things. So it really, you know, from a logistics standpoint, not even a health standpoint. And then you've got the fact that a lot of people have been out of work. A lot of uh, cigar shops have been closed. You put everything together and they're just, again, I think they made the right decision. Um, but it, it raises it raises the question or or, you know, I don't know. Question may not be the right word, you know, but the the importance of, you know, cigar shops and and um, uh, companies like Drew Estates taking advantage of social media and the ability to do virtual events. This whole the whole reason that our podcast started doing uh, live Facebook events was because the, the bar was closed and we were looking for ways to um, interact with the people who come to Twins and a very large segment of the people who are uh, listening to the show now, watching the show right now, our customers that we have here. And, you know, it was a way for us to interact with them, for them to see us, to hear us, and for us to hear from them and the comments and things that, that are going on at the, uh, on the, on the Facebook page. And I think, I, I, I don't know that this is going to go away. I think this is something that, um, you know, as as the future unfolds, we're going to see more acceptance of these virtual herfs and virtual events. And I'd, I'd like to know what you guys think about about uh, that and this stuff. I mean, we're all involved in in one right now. You know, um, do you see this as something that? Um, we're going to have to keep doing just because of the way things are changing because of, of this. And, you know, might this be a way for us to really kind of expand on our customer base too? You know, after all this goes away, I mean, we could be perfect. And we already are. We've got people watching from Canada. We have people watching over in England. We have people watching over in Hawaii. You know, we've got, a, we've got people from, <laughs> several continents watching this oh, yeah. this show which is really freaking me out um because it's not just blowing smoke but that's not just blowing smoke and <laughs> you know so there it is there's my question i've i've rambled on enough for you guys to think a little bit about it dave you want to give some thoughts on on this whole thing you're the techie person here well i think um you know Society was already kind of gearing this way anyways, just because mm -hmm. we're in the internet age, the age of information. And, um, you know, I, it's kind of funny how, like, sometimes, like, college courses were looked at if they were online, like, is there a real college course or something like that? But now there's no question that, yes, they are. And um, because of the – we're lucky that we're in this day and age uh, – where we can still stay connected while we're apart very mm -hmm. easily. Um, and I think that's going to be, regardless of what happens with, like, you know, the virus and whatnot coming and going or just leaving, uh, 
I don't think any. I don't think a lot of this is going to go away. Um, I'm part of me wonders. You know, are we really going to spend the money in brick and mortar schools, or are we just going to homeschool? Mm. You know, um, you know, why have them go to school? You know, what's uh, what's the benefit? Is it purely for social interaction? Um, interaction. Interreaction. Interaction. <laughs> uh, but I think I think in some parts we will we'll go back to a little bit of normalcy, but we are definitely permanently changed in some fashions. Paul, what do you think? You're kind of in that generation that doesn't really care about social media. Yeah, I really don't. You know, but what, you know I'm, I'm, what's, what's your no, take I on no, all this? I have no choice in my household. But you are a part of it. I, I, I have to have at least <laughs> some interaction online. No, I, I think all industries are going are gonna to really relook at how they do business. Um, mm. I think eventually the events, the, the face-to-face events will, will, will happen again. That That's without. Right. Yeah. But I think they're going to add on. The, the virtual herps and and Facebook lives and and Skypes and and Zooms because I think they can reach a much larger audience and there'll be like I said additional events that will be strictly online so they can capture the people that can't uh, attend the events. Um, we talked about just regular businesses realizing that workers can work from home mm-hmm. and not go to their office to work. So you might see a lot of businesses not requiring their employees to go to work anymore they may save money in terms of uh their their leasing um and so i think it's going to not just be the the cigar industry uh it's going to be businesses all over the the world will change the way how they do business add on um you know rethink how they reach their 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 uh their audience and this will definitely be continuing now Kendra, obviously, at a bar, you can't do virtual drinking. You know, right. people actually have to be, <laughs> be there. And yeah. I don't think you're ever going to see bars and stuff go away. I mean, obviously, we've gotten to the point where things have opened up again and all that stuff. Um, sure. You know, but, you know, you've had a bigger part on this show since this whole thing started. and. People are really happy about that. You know, where do you see this helping you in the face-to-face business that you have at the 724 Lounge? I think similar to the the events, you know, I think that there there will still be um, a lot of virtual stuff sprinkled in. Like, Mm -hmm. and as far as what I do, you know, I could I could definitely see myself doing a little bit more maybe like partnering up with Brie where now I have like a different comfort level with doing these types of projects, whether it's, um, you know, live or, or posting like videos on our social media. Mm-hmm. But, you know, so in terms of like the event aspect or even like reaching out as like a bartender to um, a, a bigger audience, I can see a little bit of that virtual um, being a little bit more part of what I do in, in my life. But but as far as, like, the people working from home and school from home, like, I, I think that that is going to get old quickly and people are going to want to kind of get that back to normal. I mean, I'm not a parent, but <laughs> <laughs> I can't see a lot of parents being all about the, the homeschool situation that's their break you yeah, know right. and that's their and that's their child care too 
So, so yeah, I think that like the events and, you know, almost like promoting yourself on the social media side, I can see that kind of sticking and being a bigger part of our jobs. But, but yeah, I, I'm not a believer in the the working the from home. home completely or um, the homeschooling. It depends on your personality it as, really a, does. as an individual. It really yeah. does. You know, my, you know, we, my wife, you know, homeschooled our kids for a year and a half and, you know, um, <laughs> almost had a mental <laughs> breakdown and, you know, it, you, it's, it's not, you know, some people have the temperament for that and the ability to do it and, it also is dependent on whether your kids have that temperament too you know we have girls who really need some some special consideration you know my daughter anna i've talked about it on the show before you know is on the autistic scale and that's a whole different ball of wax than just having a kid and teaching them math you need to be able to you know interact with her and teach her in specific ways and that's just not something that somebody who's not called to be a teacher, let alone somebody called to work with with people with, you know, those kind of uh, that kind who needs a specific learning environment can, you know, can happen. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I, I'm totally down with that. And my house is twice as messy now that my girls have been home. <laughs> the dishes. I did three loads of dishes yesterday, and by the end of the day, there were more dishes there than when I started. It was horrible. We're going to have to uh, set up a, a GoFundMe account for a dishwasher, brother. Yeah, you're, you're not kidding. Dishwashers are really, really nice. What's what's your thought on all this stuff? Um, I think there's a silver lining in, in the whole thing with COVID, and unfortunately, Drew Estate had to cancel other uh, barn smokers and stuff, but... Like Paul was saying and Dave was saying that, it, you know, now that they'll have, I, I think they'll be able to connect with a lot more of their customer base um, over, you know, doing Facebook Live, doing Zoom. Uh, they'll be able, be able to go out and reach more customers in that period of time. This isn't going to last forever. You know what I mean? This is, you know. It's not going to be okay. This is this is how we're going to be living our lives for the rest of our, you know, for the rest of my life, for the rest of everybody's life. Mm. It's going to go back to a normality. Brick and store, uh, brick and mortar stores are going to open up. They're going to have events. Mm -hmm. uh, Drew Estate's going to be able to have their barn smokers again, um, and everybody's going to be able to get back together in a, a, a you know, relatively close proximity and smoke, mm -hmm. uh, because that's how human beings are they want that interaction with people not re-interaction but yeah. they want that interaction with people um and that's you know the camaraderie with with smoking pipes and smoking cigars everybody's gonna miss that like don't get me wrong what we have to do is what we have to do we have right. to skype we have to facebook live and people are going to take the opportunity to do that speak to jonathan drew speak to some reps speak to you know other you know rollers and master blenders and everybody you know what i mean mm -hmm. and you know get all those people involved and everybody's going to take advantage of that but what everybody is going to yearn for is that human interaction yeah. sitting next to somebody and talking to them and seeing their facial expressions when you say something about the cigar or the pipe tobacco that they're smoking right that's 
what you know what I mean? Like I said, it's the silver lining, and all the companies or whoever, all any of the companies, they're gonna take advantage of that, um, and and great for them. They're gonna do well with it, but you know, it, they need to take the opportunity to do that, but also wait for the right time, also to get the people together, right. whether it be you know in small events where you can only have so many people in or out to wait until everything is over and everything's open to have that big event where everybody's shoulder to shoulder and smoking a cigar and having a good time and having some of Kendra's drinks and it, mm -hmm. it's you know it's gonna happen mm -hmm. it, it's like I said it's not gonna be this is it this is how we have to live for the rest of our lives right. yeah. like the whole school thing it it, it is gonna be like that for a short period of time I know uh, you know a lot of uh, colleges and high schools are graduating over mm -hmm. zoom and stuff like that but next next semester or next year it's gonna go back to normal the, the society human society cannot sustain you know over the phone or over you know Skype and zoom and stuff like that for very long it, it's not gonna happen yeah. people are gonna go crazy Moms at home with kids are going to go crazy. You know, uh, uh, husbands and wives are going to go crazy too. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it, it's great if the companies take advantage of it. We're taking advantage of it. Twins took advantage of it. Yeah. Um, Drew Estate and other companies are taking advantage of it. But don't. I don't think this is going to be a one-on, you know, one-all, done-all type of deal. Take advantage of it. It's the silver lining in this whole COVID pandemic. But... Think, think, you know, think in the future. Think, you know, redo some things that you could do differently, mm -hmm. you know. That's, that's what I got to say about that. Are you guys ready for a little change of topic, a little would you rather question? You know we are. Yeah. Bring it on, Pasa. I'm very relaxed right now, Pasa, so go ahead. Okay, I need another drink. <laughs> Dave, I'm going to start with you. Oh. <clears throat> would you rather... Yes. Live the rest of your life with silent but uncontrollable gas or loud, uncontrollable sneezing. Oh, man. Well, the first one already happened. Anyways. <laughs> yes. Well, we have the answer from Dave. He doesn't have to choose. He is already admitted. Silent, uncontrollable gas is his problem. Yeah. Uh, Paul. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I live by a simple mantra, and that's to... Flagellants? No. <laughs> never let him see it coming. So the sneezing will never happen. It, it's ha I have to... I, I would live with... Silent but uncontrollable gas. Yeah, flagellant. Yeah, <laughs> you can always you can always blame someone next to you. Yeah, the dog. <laughs> you can blame the dog. Kendra. <laughs> <laughs> and this is the part of the show that <laughs> Kurt is like face palming. Uh, exactly, he's already logged off. <laughs> um, <laughs> so. I think as a woman, like, I can't go with the gas because <laughs> that would just ruin me. I don't know. <laughs> neither one are ideal, but. No, neither I think... one is ideal. No. <laughs> he knows what just. I, yeah, I guess I would sneeze because don't you kind of, like, feel good after you sneeze? I, I guess you would say the same for <laughs> <us>. <laughs> Yes. 
David feels good after he toots. Yeah. 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 I, yeah, I can't. <laughs> I can't go with the gas. Can't I go can't. With the gas. Oh, look at that. Nobody likes being bloated. <laughs> <laughs> Nick? Ah, uh, man. Probably be the sneezing for me. Sneezing? Yeah. We use sneeze all the time anyway, so it's just... Yeah, yeah I, I, that's it, man. Just sneezing for me, man. I, I don't mind doing uncontrollable sneezing. Yeah, but loud. Yeah, but... Dude, it, I it, sneeze it, loud it, anyway. Sneezing hurts after a while. It can. Sneezing hurts after a while. It can. Yeah. But I'd do the sneezing. I'd be, I'd be a proper gentleman and, and do the sneezing. I would be a proper gentleman and do the sneezing. Things yeah. that he's never said before. Yeah. No. <laughs> While smoking, proper gentleman. Yeah. Oh, my. While drinking, gentleman well, Jack. I mean, to Nick's, you know, and to Nick's defense, you know, he smokes so much that if he was having uncontrollable gas, he'd probably combust. <laughs> that would not be a pretty thing. Yeah, every time I, you know, like no, I don't want to be picking that up. So I'd have to have I'll, the fire pop. Season, I guess. So Heather on on uh, Facebook says she would rather have the gas. All right, Heather. Really? Mm-hmm. Huh. Why am I not surprised she would say gas? Don't forget, it's silent. Silent. Right. Silent. Know, you'd have a cloud of guess. stink around you. It doesn't necessarily have to it stink, Kendra. It doesn't have to stink either. If you eat right, it won't stink. Yeah. yeah. What do you have to eat? Yeah. My God. A salad, <laughs> salads every day? <laughs> beans every day. No dressing? Sweaters and boots and beans. <laughs> oh, my God. Never let him see it coming, Kendra. <laughs> Triple quesadilla. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Better buy some brown underwear. <laughs> and uh, you know, for me, I I hate sneezing. I hate loud sneezing. So just because of that, I would have to pick uncontrollable, to <laughs> uncontrollable yes. silent gas. I'd have to pick that. You know, when people, I I know people who have these obnoxiously loud sneezes, and you know, it makes my eardrums you know go off, and. For me to be doing that, A, to myself, B, to other people, I just could not, no. I'd rather do the the silent thing. I'd rather be by myself in a room, you know, if that's what it took. But, yeah, I'd, I'd pick the gas, but just, just because I don't like the loud noise. Of Definitely help with social distancing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it yes, would. yes, it would. Either one, really. Did you just toot, Dave? Nope. I swear I heard it, dude. No, that was from came from over direction. there. No, that was <laughs> no. no. Your chair made a noise over here. Your oh, chair made a she noise. Admitted it. Your chair made the noise. Yeah. Oh. It was okay. not me. All right. See, that was him. <laughs> All right. So, what are our final thoughts on uh, McBaron Navy Flake here? Paul, you want to tell us what you think? So first of all, the uh, the pairing was very very good. I really enjoyed this drink. Um, it it uh, it's bringing out even more of that earthy wood, even like, almost like a bread type flavor. It really really is like banana bread. Not banana bread, man. Ooh, it's, 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 a, it's a different type of bread. I I can't even describe it, but it just has that bready f- f- feeling. 
<laughs> I love it. I guess. <laughs> Wonder Bread. Oh. But oh. the uh, in the the retro hail has that that wonderful floral spice, very very light. Uh, definitely an all day smoke. I would absolutely have this again without question. This is a fantastic tobacco. Kendra, I'm very curious what you think the about potion this tobacco. Master speaks. Yeah, I'm enjoying the tobacco. I would I would certainly smoke it again. It has a really nice aroma, smooth. Um, the retro hail is enjoyable. It has a nice like spicy kind of floral, but um, mm. but yeah, I I think overall um, the pairing is is also good. Yeah. Not not my best work, but it was it was a good drink. I would make that drink again. Mm-hmm. It definitely oh, was totally. a good drink. Don't uh, yeah. don't I have don't yeah. no complaints, Kendra. Yeah, yeah. don't yeah, not don't, make that yeah. drink again. Yeah. You got to put that on the I'd calendar. probably on the menu. I'd probably enjoy it more maybe with like a, a Connecticut mm-hmm. cigar or something. I think it would have gone great with the uh tradition. Oh, I think so yeah. too. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Or a, a, a Connecticut Superfly. Mm, interesting. Interesting, Dave. Interesting thoughts. Speaking to yourself. I feel like <laughs> as we are moving into 80 to 90 degree weather, this mm. was a good drink to, to try mm. out and really get in the, the mood for tiki drinks. And, it, you know, that's a drink that will hold up out there because of the ice cubes in it. Mm-hmm. It'll stay nice and cold, which, you know, when as summer comes along, that's so important. Nick, what did what did you think of the uh, tobacco, the pairing? Where are you sitting? Well, I'm, I'm sitting sitting right here, I'm sitting right here, Danny. All right. So you've had one drink too many. <laughs> no, no, right no, 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 <laughs> uh, no. Not enough. Um, the I started warming up to the drink, and the drink has brought out a little bit more earthy sweetness in the tobacco. Still getting the nice floral notes on the retro hill. Uh, not really ta- now with the drink. Not really tasting the the bread or anything, but the sweetness of the drink and the scotch is bringing a little bit more of the sweetness out in the tobacco. Yeah, and it's a really good pairing. I, you know, when I first had it, I was like, ah, it's kind of light. The tobacco is not light. It's more medium body. I thought the tobacco was going to, you know, overshadow the drink a little bit. But once you start going back and forth, the the combination kind of, you know, the tobacco kind of subsides a little bit and, and boldness. Mm-hmm. And the drink kind of it caught up, especially when I started tasting more of the scotch. Um, <laughs> and it is a really good pairing. I really like it. Dave, what are your final thoughts? Um. I'm not really getting any of that yeastiness you're getting, Paul. But uh, the bread. The uh, there's a difference between yeast and bread. The uh, I love the pairing. I think the the pairing was absolutely wonderful. Brought a lot of floral out in the smoke. Uh, a, a lot of um, some kind of a peppery uh, in the retro hail and the um, and the the. The finish of the smoke. Um, two thumbs up for me. Really okay. good. Awesome. I mean, I've smoked this a number of times uh, before the show, and um, 
the number the first thing that comes to my mind when I smoke this is banana bread mm-hmm. and uh, halfway through it's banana bread with some chocolate bits in it it just was really really good um, the pairing here I had no idea what it was gonna be like I hadn't been able to try it before the show um, I think the pairing was was you know solid like Kendra said um, and the citrus of the pineapple and the drink totally changed that sweet banana kind of uh, feeling that I was getting from the tobacco and um, I, I really agree with what other people have said that it became more woody more earthy a lot of the sweetness of the tobacco uh, was downplayed by the drink because of the citrus but that citrus brought forth a lot of the uh, woodiness the nuttiness the earthiness that's in the tobacco especially basically made the burley uh, come out and put the virginias in the background and uh, was a very very uh, different experience with the tobacco um, but very very good very pleasant it's very smooth the tobacco is is mild to medium and uh, definitely an all-day smoke um, there's a there's plenty of flavor going on here it's just so nice and the the room note the aroma of the tobacco is just amazing mm. I, I think this would have the uh, the thumbs up from the wife as far as you know the the wife factor would go you know some tobaccos I think you know my wife would kick me out of the house this is one where uh, I would probably be able to stay in. Maybe she'd even stay in the same room with me. I'm not sure. But uh, very, very good stuff. Uh, I would recommend it. Um, next week for our cigar, we're going to be smoking the Sindicato Maduro Toro. And we're going to be, for our, our pipe tobacco, smoking a new release from Savinelli, uh, their Janus which is a Virginia Oriental and Perique mix. That's a very different thing. Um, so both of those are on sale here at Twins. You can um, come in, pick those up, get them delivered to you, however you want to do it. And uh, we're really excited about being here next Monday night at 8 o'clock on Facebook Live. Get your stuff and enjoy it with us. Until then, stay Absolutely. safe. Stay thankful and stay smoky, my friends. And that's not just blowing smoke. And that's not just blowing smoke. Thanks, everyone. Have a great night. You've been listening to Not Just Blowing Smoke, the podcast that brings the wealth of knowledge, expertise, and fun of Twins Smoke Shop, New England's premier smoke shop, right to you, wherever you are, whenever you want it. You can find us at our website, notjustblowingsmoke.com, and keep in touch with us on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Instagram at Not Just Blowing Smoke. Thanks for listening, everybody. And that is Not Just Blowing Smoke. Rolling with the top.